Hello and welcome to the Shump Cast. I'm Tony Shump Ralph Nardellon. And I'm Babylica Tony Tabala. And the show is going good, uh, Don. We're getting a lot of feedback. Um, Mate, we've got a superstar on today. A superstar? A superstar. Well, Susie. I'm already here. I'm already here. No, not you, you bloody. Anyway, anyway we've got Susie Q Ramadan. She's a five time world champion in three different weight divisions, if you don't mind. Anyway, really? Yes. Oh, well, we better get on the show straight oh, away. Right, get on now. <laughs> Susie Q, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you going, guys? Welcome uh, to Shumcast, and thank you for being on it, because, um, yeah, I, I didn't even really know who you were. I just liked you on Instagram, and then a, a girl called Georgie said, oh, do you want her on your show? And I said, yeah, bloody oh. But then, <laughs> but then I didn't know what, what you ha- what, who you were, really. I mean, you're a five-time world champion boxer in mm. three different weight divisions. If you don't mind. Yes. Oh yes. 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 Where did it all start? Like, were you, were you always tough? Tell us a Susie Q story, please. Um. Yeah. Well, I've, I've had to grow up tough, didn't I? Um. You know, I grew up in the at the western suburbs at the time. It was pretty rough um, out there, and you know, I got bullied as a as a youngster. So, um, you know, I had to defend for myself growing up, and yeah, so you know, definitely had. You know, I had a hard time growing up and stuff like that, so it's really toughened me up, which um, has helped me in the boxing world, that's for sure. <laughs> I was, I was going to ask you about that. Like, how did you get into, like, boxing? Were you bullied at school? I mean, you've already told me that you were, but then how, how was your pathway into boxing, like? Well, so many, uh, so many challenges in life, you know. I mean, look, I've had, I've had some good times in life, but, you know, I've had some challenging times as well. So, you know, not only the bullying, but, you know, I... I also played soccer and, um, you know, I was, I was in a, you know, I went on the wrong side of the path, sort of hanging around with the wrong people and yeah. mm. I just wasn't doing anything with my life and um, I was in a bit of a, you know, um, you know a relationship that's pretty um, toxic and also, you know, that sort of, um, you know, I had some health issues and due to stress and, you know, just... Uh, not looking after myself, you know, and just wanted to do something that would discipline me and, and grow as a person. And, yeah, and so I just, um, it was funny, though. I was just driving down the road and seeing a bunch of people out, out the front just punching the ba- uh, bags and pads, pads and stuff. And I thought, maybe uh, boxing is a, is a thing for me, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would get me fit, healthy and, um, you know, discipline me. So, mm, Dis- so yeah, that was... Um, my first uh, thought to, to boxers, you know. And what, what suburb did you grow up in, uh, Susie? I grew, I grew up in Yarraville, the western suburb. Oh, so, wow. Uh, yeah. Back in the day, tough, yeah. tough area, tough yeah. area. Yeah, it was very rough back then. So, you know, I lost a lot of friends due to, um, obviously, you know, heroin was, heroin was a, a big back then. So, you know, through drugs and, and a lot of fights, a lot of gang fights and... Yeah, all sorts of stuff. So it was really rough. I mean, yeah, it's, well, it's hard. <laughs> did did someone like see you fight, or did did how, how did you get discovered? Like, who who would have like did someone watch you fight in a schoolyard and say, "Hey, I want to get that girl to box in a ring"? Or how did it happen like that? <laughs> I wish it did happen that way. I mean, look, you know, when I got bullied, I was I was a very shy girl. You know, always smiling and laughing and happy, and, and just got bullied and. And I did, I did get to a stage where I did turn and, and sort of just, um, anyone that said something, I'd, you know, fight against. But, you know, it didn't help me, that's for sure. Um, so it, 
just, I never thought about, I never ever like dreamed or thought about actually getting into the ring and fighting. It was just funny how it all turned out. It was my pathway. Um, you know, I initially went there and just wanted to train. And, you know, when I walked into the gym, um, you know, at first they said, you're too small. You know, well, the first gym, they didn't really take me serious. Um, so I just initially went there for training and stuff. And, um, yeah, and then, um, you know, it's, we're talking old school um, trainers who were never, you know, trained a female. They said, you're too small. You know, you're a girl, you could get hurt. And um, those words sort of um, almost felt like, oh, bring back these bullying days and um, yeah. I'm going to show you that, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm a girl or small or whatever. I mean, nothing can be worse than what, you know, all the challenge I've had outside of boxing. So um, I was determined to, to prove them wrong. And yeah. first one in the gym, last one to leave and just worked extremely hard. And yeah, it just changed my mindset. And I'm just like, no, nah, I'm going to prove you wrong now. I want to fight and show you. <laughs> so, where, so, where was, yeah, your, where was your first thing. fight? Like, Sorry? Where was your first fight and who did you fight? Like, Well, I first started in the amateurs, so, um, you know, it was only about, like, six months down the track where they turned around and thought, you know, um, oh, this girl is actually serious, you know, she's putting in the work and, um, yeah, so I had a, a fight in the amateurs. It was my first fight and it was funny because um, it just must have been due to all the past challenges I had. I went out, out there and um, I guess I just went... Pretty hard, and by the almost by the third round, I just thought, you know, I was running out of gas, and yeah. I pushed through and uh, won the fight. And it was funny because they just thought, oh, you know, these girls had uh, more fights, and um, I clearly didn't because it's my first amateur fight, but it was obviously due to everything that happened outside of boxing. Yeah. And yeah, that's how it all started. Um, and I couldn't hang around the amateurs too long because at the time they didn't have women in Olympics and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they asked me if, if I wanted to turn professional and I said, yeah, why not, you know. And um, a year later, that's when they accepted women in the Olympics, which mm. unfortunately I lost it. I lost, you know, um, unfortunately I couldn't compete in the Olympics yeah. to turn professional, yeah. but, you know, I can't complain because I did well in the professional. <laughs> well, that's how um, uh, Muhammad, so. yeah, Muhammad Ali started. He was, uh, he started in the um, Olympics, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, she, but the she amateur, was professional. The amateur yeah, boxing, yeah, yeah. Against the amateurs, oh, okay, yeah. experience and stuff, mm. so... Mm. Well, I have a very impressive uh, record here, Sue. You've got 31 fights, 28 wins, three losses, 12 by knockout, and six by 16 by decision. Shit. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, all three were in Mexico. <laughs> oh, so you actually... Three yeah, losses. You flew out to Mexico. They, oh. Did they fly you out? What, 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 what yeah. happened there? Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, obviously they wanted to fight me for the title and um, they flew me out to Mexico, which is, Mexico, I'm not sure if you know much about boxing, it's pretty big in Mexico, they love their boxing and um, it is very hard to get decision, obviously, when you're fighting outside of home. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, the first fight over there in Mexico, I I, I won it, but unfortunately didn't get the decision and uh, the other two were pretty close, but, um, you know. It's all good experience and you learn, mm. I guess. <laughs> and that was in 2014, Susie. Sorry? That was in 2014, was it? In Mexico yeah, City? Yeah, yeah. and you trained... Yeah, the first time, I went, first time I went there was 2011. So, um, you know, it's, it's very hard work fighting in Mexico. I mean, it's a long way from Australia. Yeah. You know, you've got the different time zone. You don't have enough time to sort of prepare over there. You've only got sort of one week to sort of climatise. And, you know, then you've got the altitude. So, yeah, I was going to um, say you... You trained in, and slept in an altitude tent, 
What, what, what sort of one? Yeah, can you tell us about the other Yeah, what are they all about? I'm going to go and buy one. Where do you yeah. get one of them from? Raise, raise outdoors? I know, you don't want to sleep in an The Collingwood Football Club did that a few years back, didn't they? They went over to some country. Oh, they went to America. America, and then that was altitude yeah. things. Is that yeah. the same sort of thing, I suppose? They train in different yeah. divisions? Yeah, they train in, um, yeah, I think maybe like places like Colorado and stuff like that. And, I mean, I think the footy players do train in um, altitude changes, but, you know, they don't play um, yeah, football at, at altitude places, you know, but yeah. they feel that it, it gives them that extra fitness, um, which, you know, I'm, I'm not sure about, but, you know, I think it's just more of... Uh, I did it to adapt to the, to the yeah. altitude when I'm there, so... Because mm. you can, you know, you can get sick and... Um, it does affect your brain as well, because uh, of the oxygen levels and stuff like that, so... Because I know the first time I fought there, um, you know, it's harder to sort of react. Your brain sort of um, says, yeah, throw that punch, but, it does, but you're actually... Your mind's pretty slow. You don't scroll yeah. it as quick as you usually would in that reaction time. You know what I mean? I reckon. No. I reckon they would have taken a leaf out of your book and 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 watched a couple of highlight reels from you, and then they said, "Look, we want to we want to be as fit as that girl, Susie Q <laughs> Ramadan." And I reckon Colin would have followed your lead. What do you reckon? Because you did it first. You did it. Yeah, you did it ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked my way up the highway. I've done it. You know. Um, uh, up the ranks, you know, first start, you know, winning the Australian title and just, yeah, building, um, building up from there. So, um, yeah, yeah, I've been around for a while. Can you just tell me about the, um, the five world titles and in the three different weight divisions? Like, I can't believe you won in three. You would have had to, like, starve yourself and then eat yourself. You know what I mean? Like, how did you go up and down those weights? Up and down, up and Unbelievable. down. Unbelievable. 
champion and what happened with your fights why did they fall through yeah so that's the thing also too i've had um yeah it's been hard getting fights um and i won the wbc title and that was against what supposedly was um a transgender um opponent so so it was a bloke you fought a bloke gender fight or like did you break down? Yeah I think that I think that would have been in, in boxing and um, I know I've heard that you know there has been another one that's happened and I think in the USC it's happened as well and, and now you've got some footy players who are involved that are transgenders um, they're playing for the women's teams I mean I'm not sure what is going on um, with all that but you know it, it is dangerous um, you know but you know, it probably shouldn't have happened, but, you know, I can't complain because I did win and I won the fight and stuff like that. But there was never any um, evidence at the end. Um, unfortunately, it would have been good to have, but it was pretty clear that, you know, we saw the, um, um, everything that was going on and the yeah. power and, um, you know, I, I heard that, you know, uh, my opponent was the opponent was fighting as a, as a male in the amateurs and then a female in the professional ranks and... Um, Um, you know, 
pretty good achievement being yeah. out of the ring for two years and going on the other side of the world and, and mm. still be able to go the distance and not get stopped, which was um, credit to me, I believe. Guys get paid as much as the guys. Like, you should be a multi-millionaire. Like, I've seen your highlights <laughs> and stuff. Mate, you're a fucking... I mean, you're a machine. Sorry, I didn't... I, yeah, I swore again. But you're a machine. <laughs> like, do you get... Did you make, like, heaps and heaps of money in that? Because you, you did win yeah. five world titles. What's up? Yeah, the hard thing about women's boxing is the money's not there. Like, the, the men's, you know, the guys, they get a lot more money, so... That's um that's the sad part about women's boxing, you know, it's not we don't get enough recognition yeah. and all that sort of stuff and and I think it's starting to build up now, you know, um we've got a lot more women involved and, you know, the the pay's getting better now and hopefully it just keeps getting better. But, you know, obviously when I started it was a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, they don't get paid half of what they get, not even a quarter of what they get, you know. So, how, how many people, what, what's the most people you've ever fought in front of? You know, like, did you just fill the stadium, like, on your World Cup title? Yeah, your biggest fight. I think, uh, look, I fought on um, Anthony Rundin's, um on his undercard, so, you know, that was obviously a big, big arena. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how many people were there, and... Um, Mexico, the three fights in Mexico were pretty good, they've always got a good crowd. Don't know how many numbers there were there, but um, yeah, probably those ones. I think um, you know we have the other little shows. Like one of my best fights, I think, was against Alicia Graff, and that was obviously at a small arena. Um, yeah. But we got a standing ovation for it. Anyway, I loved the fight, mm, but yeah. that was the main thing, you know. But but yeah, in Mexico, it was almost like um, it took me forever to get out of the arena, even though I lost there because everyone was just you know wanting photos and and um, autographs and stuff like that, which yeah. was great, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's Matthew over there, so you know, um, boxing is not a mainstream sport here in Australia, unfortunately. But like, it's good now that you've got Tim Zoo, yeah. um, who's really building it up again. Um, yeah, so I hope we can get on his undercard at some point. You know. <laughs> so Susie, do you do you like train up 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 and comers, and and do you keep an eye out for any like new talent, or what are you doing? Are you still fighting? Yeah, look, I'm still training. I'm hoping to, uh, you know, I want to get another crack at a world title. Um, you know, that's my goal, and um, so I'm still training. And also, I, I do um, train, do personal training and stuff like that. Yeah. I can't put a lot of time and effort into um, fighters, obviously, because I'm still, um, yeah. you know, yeah. wanting to wanting to fight. But eventually, I'll, um, you know, do a lot more of that. But you know, I'm always looking out for all these up and comers. Mm. There's lots of girls getting involved, lots of girls getting into boxing, which is a great thing. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still involved in it, and um, yeah, love it. Now, uh, Susie, uh, your manager Barry Michael, do you still do you still manage you at the moment? Well, man, Barry Michael sort of. Um, well, he's not he's not exactly my manager, but he's um he helps out and stuff like oh, that okay. as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, he's he's been good to me and everything. Um, yeah, he's been you know, we're, we're really great friends, and you know, um, he tries to help out where he can and get fights and stuff like that. So just working with some other people and just trying to get what we can get, you know, mm. wherever we can get. Yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? So. What did he just watch? And, uh, especially the better you are, the harder it is, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, did he just watch you fight and then just took an interest in you? Yeah, yeah, it was in the amateur days, actually. Um, I think it was my second amateur fight when um, I fought a girl who obviously had a lot more experience, she was bigger and, and, and stronger and, and taller than me and... Um, 
That's like, uh, that's actually the day when they called me Susie Q after Rocky Marciano's right hand punch. Um, because I kept hitting this girl with the right hand. <laughs> so many right hands and they called me Susie Q and Daryl Michael was there that day and yeah. he said, mm-hmm. oh, this girl's going to be a world champion and he's pretty good at, you know, making judgment of fighters as well. So, well, it was a good um, prediction. Yeah. It was a great prediction. Yeah, it definitely was. He was right. <laughs> yeah, five times, if you don't mind, in three different bloody weight divisions. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he's been good, though, for sure. And Susie, a question I want to ask you is, uh, what is your favourite boxing movie? <laughs> yeah. Ah. So many. Um, what motivates you? Know, I mean, well, what's 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 the? I think everyone's got to agree with Rocky, right? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> my favourite. Yeah, yeah. You, you can watch it over and over. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, it's still motivates you. So, mm. yeah. But there's great ones out there, you know. So, I love watching a lot of documentaries, a lot of um, you know stories about fighters, what they've been through in their life, and yeah. how they've overcome things and achieved great things, yeah. and you know stuff like that. So that's all motivating. Who's your favourite boxer of all time? Your favourite? Uh, so many, but um, it's got to be Muhammad Ali. Muhammad, um, the greatest, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely the greatest. I mean, not only um, all the skills and, and being the boxer he is inside the ring, but outside the ring as well. It's just mm. a good representative for boxing, for sure. Oh, Susie, we had um, Graham Porky Brook on here, and he actually met Muhammad Ali. He was, oh, he was telling me he, he, oh, he was yeah. walking off, or him and his mum, were oh, I forget what they were, but they were they were watching a fight or or anyway they he yeah. bumped into Muhammad Ali and Muhammad Ali took a genuine interest in in the indigenous people and asked yeah. you know Porky about his fights and you know wished him well and he said he spoke to him and that was yeah, yeah. that was an awesome feeling. Wow. But have you heard of Graham uh, Brook, Porky? I yeah I know Porky yeah I do yeah he's absolutely talented. He's Great a beautiful man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank yeah. you. Thank you. 
Oh, how about, how about training us there, Susie? Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because you reckon, you reckon you're last around? Mate, we couldn't, we couldn't pay you enough. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But the training is, boxing is hard training, I know. I, I think I tried skipping once, I nearly fell over and, you know. So what's, what's your <laughs> daily routine for training, Susie? Uh, well, when you're when you're not when you're not fighting, you know you're still tra- I'm still training every day. Um, just you know to keep fit and uh, keep motivated and keep working on technique and stuff like that. But obviously, when there's fight coming up, it's pretty hard work. You know, you do twice a day, um, six days a week. Um, lots of lots of stuff involved. What know, time do you get up in the morning? Like yeah, you get up nice and early, and you, you know you do your run early in the morning. Um, yeah, you get that out of the way, so then you can recover and do your next session after that in the afternoon. And, wow. Um, it's a lot of work. You need it's a lot of work involved. Like you know, um, not just long distance running, you got sprints, you got your hills, your stairs, um, your sparring, your pad work, your skipping, your techniques. It's, yeah. it's a lot involved, yeah. but it's all worth it mm. at the end, you know. And I enjoy it. So yeah. do, do you Some drink those eggs cold. like Rocky? <laughs> do you drink those eggs like Rocky in the mornings before you go? Ah. Uh, <laughs> no, oh, yeah, not good for you. It's the best feeling when you're running down the street and people recognise you and they wave and then you start sharing boxing and stuff. So. <laughs> oh, mate, do they wave no, no, I, 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 read a, I read a story about the Rocky, uh, about the eggs. Apparently when they were doing the movie, they had no fridge. So that's how we used to eat them, you know, because you couldn't put them in a fridge or something or something. You used to eat them raw. That's, you know, so... No, you know, I couldn't do that. No, no but no. I, I, did, I Googled and it's uh, not good for you, apparently. Hey, so what, yeah. what's, what's your diet? Like, do you, do you have a dietitian? Do you do your own food? Yeah, McDonald's, uh, Hungry Jacks, uh, Red Rooster, <laughs> KFC... And McDonald's, a Big Mac would be after a fight, you know. Oh, Big Mac after uh, a fight, yeah. Are you feeding yeah. them? You yeah, eat the McDonald's? Not. I'll have a Big Mac straight after a fight when I'm done, yeah. I mean, yeah. Or, or, or jump day, like after a fight, of course, um, you know, because you diet and you eat so good for so long and yeah. you've got to yeah. spoil yourself here and there. But cause there's, there's a, obviously the diet's really important. You, you have a diet system involved, um, obviously, as a professional fighter. Well, that's right. Uh, but then you get to a point where you sort of learn your body and you know what's good mm. for you and what's not. And yeah. you sort of, it becomes a, a routine and it's, it's almost like you're yeah, another day in the office and you know what your preparation's going to be and what you're going to eat. And, um, and then if you know that you're fighting for a different weight division, well, you sort of got to lose a, a couple. Well, for me, it's a, a kilo or two, and you sort of just got to cut back on um, mm. certain things, no sauces in your food, and some some of the stuff will be pretty plain. But <laughs> it's a lot of veggies, chicken, you know, uh, fish. Yeah. Um, the carbs are sort of like rice, and yeah, it's all pretty healthy. And mm. you know, you weigh your food as well, and lots of water and. Well, it yeah. sounds like a lot of hard work, mate. Yeah. Like, you you must be a machine. It is. It's, it's, there's a lot of sacrifice involved, and I think that's what it is. I think it's more um, the outside. It's living um, in that lifestyle, the sacrifice that you've got to make, obviously, because, you know, you you miss out on a lot of fun things yeah. <laughs> outside yeah. of Boston. Yeah. Like, mm. you can't go and party with your friends and yeah. stuff like that. And, yeah. and um, you know, early nights and... You know, but it's all worth it at the end. I mean, um, it's, it does so much for you in self-development yeah. and, and to be able to know that you can achieve great things um, when you put your mind and, and the hard work in, into it. So, yeah. Well, so, I, I, say, 
I tell Dom that every day, you know yeah, what I mean? And, uh, it still doesn't so get through to me. When are you know? going to start enjoying yourself? Like, <laughs> this, like when you retire, are you going to go to a, like a desert island? Or, I mean, you, you, you poor thing, you've just been disciplining and working hard every bloody day. day. Like, day, when do you get a rest? Yeah, I think when I retire is probably when I'll celebrate my achievements, you know, because I sort of, I train my mind to think that um, I haven't achieved anything. I'm just starting to scratch again. So I haven't really soaking up all that um, all that in and um, yeah I definitely want to celebrate all the achievements so maybe go out to an island somewhere and yeah. <laughs> because five yeah, world great, titles but... isn't enough is it are you kidding me or what <laughs> <laughs> you want more yeah. you bloody greedy thing oh, oh my god yeah. well Sue we've got to wrap it up here just one final question what is your favourite food for a boxer what do you mean food I... Favourite food in terms of the dieting or the um, the junk? Just whatever, whatever you like. Yeah, to have, after you know, a big you know. fight, you told us uh, yeah. Maccas, but yeah, like, the, 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 the big Mac or pancakes. Um, Ooh, pancake. Well, how many stack? How many yeah, stack pancake? Sweet as well, so I love the chocolate. Mm. You know, wow. um, which I think everyone does. But yeah. So <laughs> when's cheat day? Is it on a Sunday or something? Your cheat day? Do you get a cheat day where you can eat whatever you want? Yeah, for me, cheat days is almost like um. You know, sort of like a healthy uh, way of making pancakes. So it wouldn't be the um, the mm. normal pancakes. So okay. it would be a different sort of recipe. Um, if that's kind of like a bit of a, a cheat day or, or a protein bar or maybe protein a chocolate bar, bar. You know what I mean? So yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, definitely. But during prep time when you're, when you're preparing for a fight, there's no cheat days at all. So no. you're just um, going to work hard. eight weeks is just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, well. Thanks, thanks for your time, Susie. Mate, Susie we, we could talk all, we could, we could talk. talk all day there, Susie. Um, we might have to get oh, you yeah, back definitely. on to a part two or another time, you know. Yeah, we'll have um, to get you back on because you're, yeah, you're a legend. Yeah, for sure. And if, I, if I have a fight coming up and stuff like that, I'll let you guys know. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Please do. We yeah, when, when, you, when, you. when your next fight comes up, yeah, yeah. yeah let, let us know. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll chat about that and, you know, get yeah, that going. Yeah, we'd love to come and watch you in action. So anyway... That's all we have time for sure. today, Susie. Everyone give Susie awesome. Q Ramadan a big hand, ladies and gentlemen. Superstar <laughs> champion. Where have you been, bro? Hello? Hello, it's Dom. And Ralph. Dom who? Dom, you know who it is. Just give me yeah, the sure. sign. How do I know it's you, Dom? Well, just give me the give me the code. You word. know the code, so I'll give you the code. All right. Three black ducks fly late at night. Hit me, kick me, but don't shit me on the on the mantelpiece. A little boy flies a kite with no wind. Marge Homer doesn't like Hawaii Five O. Tom, how are you? Good, mate. How are you? Wow. Jeez, good, a lot of security good, good. there. Yeah, I know. We've got to do that stuff. Oh. Wait a minute. Now, how do I know? How do I know that's Ralphie with you? Well, you give him the stuff. Give him the stuff. Ask him a question. Ralphie, yeah. tell us one of your jokes. Tell him one of your jokes. Oh, one of my jokes? Yeah, just make one up quick. Oh, um, um, gee, you got me on, on the thing. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> quick, give him a joke. I, I don't tell jokes. I tell stories. I don't well, know. Tell him a quick story. Oh, quick story. Yeah. Um... Um, a funny one. Oh, funny um, story. gee, uh, uh, gee, uh, I don't know. You got me going there, the, the worry about but I don't know. I got no, I got no stories and no jokes. What do you reckon? Where well, that's Ralphie. 
Yeah, because he's sitting in the room knocking the sun. <laughs> yeah, so it's him. Hey, we're talking about the show, Ralphie. What happened to your chum? I can't believe it. I can't believe we got him on the phone. Oh, no. All right. All right. Ralphie. Yeah. What's your favourite Greek dessert? My favourite what? Greek dessert. Oh, Vegalagne Bordico. <laughs> Ralphie, how are you? <laughs> how are you, mate? Good. I just want to ask you one question. Where are you? Don't tell him. Oh, I can't tell you where I am. I'm in a phone box. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, what are you going to give us, where he be whisperer? What are you going to well, give today, us? Well, today, today we've got a, a tip for the Melbourne Cup. Okay, all right. Well, give us your Melbourne Cup winner. All right, now, I've got a little Irish mate named Jimmy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. He works at the Last Jar Bar, or he did in the city there, but no bars are working at the moment. Yeah. Well, he's got a brother, Seamus, Okay. Yeah. He works at the Rowley Mile Racetrack in Newmarket yeah. over in the UK. Right. What he does, have you seen at the races when they pick the horse poo up behind the horse? Okay. They've got a little shovel and bucket. And then what he does, he takes it home and he rates it. He rates the shit? Yeah. From 1 to 17. Yeah. I don't know why 17 is his number, but that might be an Irish thing. Okay. And anyway... He reckons this horse on the horse poo yeah. rates a 16, highest ever rating. And that's how he picks his Melbourne Cup winners. Oh. Yeah. By standing the poo. The, horse, the name of the horse yep. is called Spanish Mission. Spanish Mission. Yep. So when the Melbourne Cup. Cup. The Melbourne Cup. Oh now, God. I've got to be quick because I think they're watching me. Okay. You'll have to ring me back. Yeah, I'll, right. so I'll call you back. Okay, wait. Oh, God, he's gone. Hello, Dom. Yes, you're back. You're back, yep. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Now I'm going to put my tinfoil hat on. This is more political. Okay, Come on and get me. Quick, quick. Quick, quick. You there? Yeah, we're here. you got yeah, 90 seconds. Okay. I never thought I'd see this in Victoria, but okay. we've got a political prisoner sitting in jail at the moment. Who? Thanks to the Andrew government. Monica Schmidt is her name. Yeah, well, what about her? She runs a political party, and what they're doing, they're saying she's an anti-vaxxer and that, and whatever. Yeah. So they've locked her in jail. Oh, and they won't let her out until she deregisters her party. I never, ever thought I'd see anything like this. Where did you in find Australia. this information? How did you get that? You've got to go to your little independence. They've got everything. This is like Vladimir Putin and his um, man, Alexei Navalin. Yeah. They poisoned him to try and get rid of him. So what are they... It's, what are, like, it's like with the Chinese, Xi Jinping in Hong Kong. They've silenced Hong Kong now. Oh, and shit. like with, in North Korea, Kim Jong-un, yeah. he poisoned his brother. Oh, my God. Killed him. Yeah. I never thought I'd see it in Victoria when we have political prisoners. So now it's happening in Victoria too? Yeah, Monica oh, yeah. Smith. Everyone's got to look her up. And oh. help her out. Okay, okay. Well, mate, you look after yourself and, and make sure they're coming. They don't they're get coming. Them. Hang on. That's okay. right. They're coming. I've got to go. All I've right. got to go. Okay. Bless you. Bless you.